Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. And of course, I'm your host, John June. And of course, I got my guy, Greg Penniman. Greg, what is good, man? What's good? Y'all feeling real good off that that Thursday night game. What a what a first awesome game the NFL put on. Uh, first game that those two teams showed that you know defenses earlier definitely going to struggle. So that's going to be nice for these fantasy weekends. So I'm excited. Yeah, definitely, man. Definitely, uh, it was good to see football that counted, football that mattered. Uh, see guys flying around for four quarters. And with that, man, let's get into our Thursday night takeaways, man. Um, so I'm, I'm going to start with me, man. I mean, Dak Prescott just picked up where he left off, attempted 58 passes last night or, or Thursday night, rather, as we record this Saturday morning, but completing 72 percent of his passes for 403 yards, three touchdowns, one interception, which probably which really wasn't even his fault. Um you know, we even saw him run the ball a little bit, too. I'm thinking Dak has an opportunity here to to pick up where he left off last year and finish as the number one quarterback. I mean, yeah. I don't think it's too crazy, Greg. Nope. What about you? Yeah, I totally agree with that assessment. This man was flinging everywhere. I was saying that's arguably one of his, his best game ever uh, right off the bat, off the injury. Uh, the the botch snap, the back uh, leg throw to Mark Cooper in the end zone was just amazing. Uh, yeah, he's just shown a lot of elevation. Yeah, he was fearless. He he ran the ball out the pocket when he got pressured. He held it, made like those mistakes that you would think he would make if he like had thought about the injury. So he's definitely not thinking about the ankle injury. Definitely not. Uh, Greg, what's what's one or two takeaways you got from the Thursday night game, man? Uh, definitely one though. I mean, even though the, the Zeke takeaway, but to, from the takeaway from that, to tell the, the managers to not panic on what happened, you know, the <laughs> definitely a lot of Zeke going is probably panicking after that first game, but the game plan didn't support, uh, the Cowboys. Also Zach Martin was out as we, uh, analyzed the game before the night before. So, um, Zeke is definitely going to be fine as far as his carries and his volume. Um, you know, there there will be probably more pass heavy team, but I don't think it'll be that drastic going forward. Yeah, no, definitely. That was one of mine as well. I mean, it was a challenging opportunity against a, a Bucks defense that over the last two years, given up three and a half yards per carry. We had kind of talked about it. Brutal. Like, we didn't want to we didn't want to play Zeke in this game, but you didn't really have another place to go. Um you know, and nobody, you know, you were, you were really, you weren't starting Zeke because he was going to run for 100 yards last night. Right. You were starting Zeke because you, you were hoping that maybe he'd score a touchdown. Yeah. Maybe he'd get in the end zone. And that didn't happen. But hey, if I've got a Zeke manager or two that's freaking out in my league, I might have some offers yeah, or two that's going yes, out, man. I'm just saying. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, yeah, Greg, what, anything else, man? Oh, yeah. Antonio Brown, man, that man is definitely back as far as, well, we told him to watch out for this man. You know, he got the targets last year. Uh, the performance was just revving up with Tom Brady. Tom Brady loves throwing it to AB. You know he does. Uh, so it's just good to see him uh, getting downfield. No one can still cover him one-on-one, so it's going to be a problem all year. Yeah, no, I mean, you look at the 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 situation in Tampa Bay. I mean, you've got three receivers, um, all that can make plays. I mean, a B though seems to have really, I mean there was a 
a stat out there that he was targeted on a higher rate of his routes than any one of these Bucks receivers when they were playing last year. And, and that just kind of shows you this is a guy that was, you know, just kind of picked up off the street, uh, you know, was kind of getting into the swing of things with the rest of these guys playing catch up. And, you know, he 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 was out targeting them on a on a route per route a snap per, a route per basis. So I'm into Antonio Brown. I'm into these these Bucks receivers. Also into these Dallas receivers too. Though, oh yeah. Oh yeah. If we see oh, yeah. if we see Dak throw the ball 58 times, uh, you know, there's enough there. Amari Cooper had 16 targets. Ceedee yep. Lamb had 15 targets. Uh, Michael Gallup was on his way to a decent game uh, before leaving with a calf injury. Seems like he'll be out one to three weeks. So Cedric Wilson steps in. Yep. He also had a good game. So both the tight ends uh, got at, played uh, basically even 50-50 split too almost. So uh, that yeah, was, yeah. So I I mean there's going to be a lot to go around in this in in both of these offenses I think. Um, let's move on to to the games, Greg. Uh, so yesterday or Thursday rather we covered the the 1 p.m. games the nine 1 p.m. games that we had in our previous episode so if you haven't uh if you're looking for a game that is not the miami versus patriots cleveland versus kansas city denver versus new york giants green bay versus new orleans chicago versus la rams baltimore versus las vegas these are the games we're covering today if you're not if you're looking for a game that is not one of these games go catch episode 183 it will be there greg yes sir we are here to help people get their fantasy teams right, but we could also help them get right in another way. What is that way, Greg? We're so close. Got to make these play props. You're, you're so close to getting them in. Got to do it on Thrive Fantasy. Come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this football season. As you know, Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app, uh, an esports app for player props. With Thrive, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on the top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Choose 10 out of the 20 available player props to build your lineup. Each prop is assigned a fantasy value for the, both the over and the under based on how likely it is to hit. Hit the most props and rack up the most points to win a shot prize of the, the share of the prize pool. Thrive has over 140000 guaranteed in prizes for NFL Week 1 and has awarded over $4 million. So definitely a lot of money to be had. In Thrive Fantasy, Thrive has featured $100,000 guaranteed contest. It's only $20 to enter, and first place takes home $20K. And if you use that promo code FFDX and deposit $50 or more, you receive a 100% deposit match up to $100 and one free ticket to both our Thursday Night Football, which already happened. But you get the $20,000 contest as well to our Week 1 Sunday $100,000 contest. That's an additional $40 value. Uh, you got to do it. Use that code FFDX. It's free money. Free money, yes, sir. And that's what we try to do on this show, give out free money in terms of these yes, picks that we're, that we're about to give out. Yes, so getting into that mindset, we also got starts of the week today. Also have some get money. So there's a lot of money, uh be <laughs> a lot of money today. <laughs> so we gotta we gotta go out and get that for uh for our, our hashtag DX tribe out there. So Greg, Let's jump into these games, man. And, and got this first one here at 425 p.m. We've got the Miami Dolphins traveling to Foxborough to take on the New England Patriots. This is a 43.5 point total. The Patriots are 2.5 point favorites in terms of injuries. Miami starting left tackle. Austin Jackson is out with COVID. Um, because Tua is left handed, this is not, this is his backside tackle. So the, the, the not, 
blindside his not his blindside tackle so not a, uh, as big a hit as it would be but he's out with covid plus he kind of stinks anyway um <laughs> new england wide receiver nelson aguilar he is questionable with an ankle in terms of the game here i'm going with the under taking new england to cover taking new england to win if we're talking ppr leagues which we do on this show uh, Miles Gaskin is an RB1 for me this week, but I still think he's he's more than a fine play in any format because if if it's anything like last year, he'll be getting volume. And so I, I'm interested in playing him. I have some interest in Mike Gusecki. But other than that, I'm not really into the Miami side. Uh, as for New England, I like Damian Harris as a, as a low-end RB2. Uh, I like John o. Smith as a tight end option. The quarterback battle will be interesting because of the Bama connection. You got Mac Jones, who used to back up Tua at Alabama uh, just two years ago. And, I mean, you asked me, Mac Jones is the better prospect, better quarterback. But we'll find out. That's just the interesting part. But I'm not playing either one of these guys on my fantasy teams. Greg, where are you at with this game? Yeah, I'm saying with you, got the under, got the Patriots covering and, and the Patriots winning. You know, this is definitely uh, going to be a uh, not too much point score in classic AFC, you know, East game, uh, first game. Remember, remember last game when they went down there, it was a low scoring game as well. Uh, Patriots really dominating the running front. So uh, on the Patriots side, I'm really looking at Damian Harris and both the tight ends. Uh, I think Hunter Henry slated to play. So that that's good news um, for him and John Smith. Hopefully they can help each other out. Uh and they they both have some tight end one upside. I have them as tight end twos though to start. Um, and on the Miami side, yeah, it's really the gas man, uh, Mike Gusecki, uh, that you really need to focus on. The gas man is definitely high in RB two with some RB one upside, and Gusecki should be slated for a lot of targets. Um, the receivers are going to be shaky. You don't really know on either side where receiver is going to step up. Hopefully, Jacoby Myers does though, because uh, definitely like him going into this year. Yeah, definitely. Jacoby Myers is a guy when Mac Jones got got inserted into the starting lineup, his stock raised a lot. Um, James White, like we also talked about as well. So these are two guys I'm probably going to have an eye on, see what their roles, what their usage is like. Um, not going to start them or anything like no, that because no. I don't really care for this matchup. But if you know they're playing, if they're playing most of the snaps, if they're getting a lot of targets in the past game, then that's something that's going to intrigue me uh, as the season goes on. Let's move on to this next matchup. It is the probably one of the most intriguing matchups Ooh. of the afternoon. The Cleveland Browns traveling to Kansas City to take on the Kansas City Chiefs. This is a 52.5 point total. The Chiefs are 6.5 point favorites. In terms of injuries, Cleveland head coach Kevin Stefanski says that Odell Beckham Jr., is questionable with his knee. He will provide status 90 minutes up to kickoff. That sounds like fluff to me. I I don't I don't know. I'm just I'm just prognosticating here. Anyway, Kansas City Chiefs safety Tyron Matthew. This one is big. May miss the game as he's on the COVID list. Um, and that doesn't they have until I think 3 p.m. on Saturday to activate him. Um, so we'll see we'll see what happens there, but. Greg, where are you going with this game, man? First of all, shout out to my man, Patty. But you already know, I got the over in this game. I got the Cleveland Browns covering and the Kansas City Chiefs winning. Uh, these two teams played a very entertaining playoff game in the divisional round. Um, and it was it was a little scary for them Chiefs uh, until the, the last moment. Um, but on the Cleveland side, 
you know, you know Baker's going to have an up and down year, but you know you want those weeks like this when you're going to stream Baker and have Baker in your team. Uh, it's going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, he's going to have to be put, forced to put up points, so he usually delivers in that asset aspect. So you definitely want to have Baker as a streamable play this week. Um, starting both Chubb and Hunt, of course, Chubb with the higher upside into that RB1 category. Uh, if Odell's playing, which it seems like I don't think it's a super uh, doubtful question that he, he he will be. I think you throw Odell out there, wide receiver two upside. I think as always, um, especially in this one with the target volume, just hoping that it's a uh, better connection with Baker. He only had a catch rate of 53.5% last year. That's really low. I mean, it's usually not what would we see from Odell when he was with those Giants. That's all I got to say, man. Uh, and then Jarvis Landry, he's your low, safe PPR floor. Uh, kind of that juju uh, category. So um, he'll be there, but he's not going to get too much yardage, I think. Um, but the targets will be there. On the KC side, this is the best fantasy side, easiest fantasy side to talk about every week. It's Pat Mahomes. It's Tyreek Hill. It's Clyde. And it's Travis Kelsey. Like, it's, that's all you need to know every week, <laughs> week to week. You're starting those guys in their ones at the position all the time. Yeah, I, uh, I'm going to take the under here, actually. Uh, I'm going to take Cleveland to cover, going to take Kansas City to win the game. I'm, I'm I'm taking the under because I think the Browns have to keep it close. Uh, they have to keep it a low-scoring game in order to, to try to win this game. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if they do win this game. I, I think it starts yeah. with Nick Chubb. Uh, I think he has a huge game here, mainly because the Browns have, have put a lot of resources into the defensive side of the ball which should allow them to lean on Chubb, play a little bit more ball control offense, and run the ball in this game here. I think Kareem Hunt is in play as an RB2 for sure. Uh, I'm not in love with the pass game here, but Baker totally makes sense with the high total. I mean, I'm taking the under here. It's probably not why I'm not in love with the pass game. But I think if OBJ plays, he's he's a you know wide receiver three flex option potentially with some wide receiver two upside. Uh, in the event he doesn't play, I can see Jarvis Landry having a productive game, especially if if Tyron Matthews out in the middle of that defense. Um, yeah, it's I again, I'm not really into the pass game, but it makes sense with the high total here for Kansas City, though. Like you said, Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, to me, the all three of those guys, top options at the respective positions, CEH mid range RB two with that low end RB one upside. Um, against the Browns run defense that was actually pretty good last year too. Yeah, so sure. we'll probably be Im- improved this year as well. I'm curious to see though, one thing I am watching, the me Cole Hartman breakout. Is it oh, real? Oh man. <laughs> I- I'm putting them on watch, man, because I really want to see. The whole league like, is. The whole fantasy community is putting right? them on watch, like, yo. <laughs> we heard all the talk in the summer and stuff. Uh, he's you know, he's he's much improved, looks more like a receiver, less like a gadget player. Uh, Mahomes hyper targeted him in that first uh, in one of that pre that preseason game, he had like five targets from Mahomes. I'm curious to see is this real. So, you know, I'm I'm was, gonna be watching. Yeah, I always felt Demarcus Robinson was the better receiver. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Contract year though, right? That's correct. If I'm, I'm not mistaken, from Miko. Uh, no, I think Miko uh, was in his third year, but that's just crazy, right? Because okay. Miko was drafted. He when he was drafted, he was super raw. Uh, right. Remember, they only drafted him because they thought they weren't going to have Tyreek Hill. At least right. that's what you know we were speculating at the time. But he's super raw. Like you said, Demarcus Robinson has been the better receiver. Michael Harmon's probably the better athlete, the better weapon. Yeah. But yeah. it's about making him a receiver. So we'll see. 
We'll see if it happens. Um, let's move on to this next game. Also at 425 p.m., the Denver Broncos traveling to MetLife to take on the New York Giants. This is a 42.5 point total. The Broncos are 1.5 point favorites. In terms of injuries here, Evan Ingram is out with a calf injury. So um, for all of the possibilities that we would be streaming Evan Ingram, not going to happen this week. But Saquon Barkley listed as questionable with the knee is expected to play here. So that is exciting news. I'm taking the under, taking the Broncos to cover, taking the Broncos to win the game here. For Denver, I don't really love anyone on the offensive side of the ball. This game in, in general is just ugly to me. Uh, Javante Williams is pro- is the player I probably feel the most, I wouldn't even say comfortable playing because even him, he's a rookie. I don't really know what the backfield distribution will be. But I kind of I have faith that the coaching staff, that they that they were working him as that RB1. Melvin Gordon wasn't really around as he was recovering from an injury himself. So I'm I'm gonna be playing Javante Williams in spots where I kind of have to, uh, not really trying to force it. But you could take the shot on Melvin Gordon if you need to, um, just in case they they give that veteran deference. Uh, you know, and, and plus this is a game where I'm thinking the giant the, the Broncos defense can probably give the the Bronco the Broncos offense some scoring opportunities here. I'm going to fade Cortland Sutton this week. James Bradbury was really good last year. Could could provide some issues there for Cortland Sutton who hasn't played a full football game for 2 years. Um I'm willing to take the shot on Jerry Judy, but even he's in a tough spot as well. For the Giants, the only player I'm interested in is the man Saquon Barkley. And I understand he may be limited but he's still one of the most dynamic <laughs> players in the league. He's always a threat to score from anywhere on the field. Plus, those discounts we were getting in drafts weren't for week one. They were for week three, week four, week five. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's that's where I'm at, Greg. What about you? Yeah, I have the under as well in this game. I'm take the, the Giants to cover and the Giants to win. Uh, I think the Giants defense kind of takes momentum here and, and, and wins this game for them like they won a lot of the most of the games for them last year. Um, but on the Denver side, I'm with you. I'm not really interested in either quarterback on both sides. Uh, I'm avoiding Sutton to start unless you really have to um, you know, for a better matchup, higher upside wide receiver. He, he'll definitely see that shadow coverage from Bad Bray. Uh, most intrigued definitely to see the snap share and, and the touches between the running backs, uh, Javante Williams and, and Melvin Gordon. So definitely to see, see that there. On the Giants side, yeah, Saquon, he hasn't even confirmed if he's playing in week one, first of all. But, yeah, if he's playing, he's playing in week one. Uh, definitely. Belichick disciples. Sure, <laughs> 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 oh, that is true. That is a very Belichick player move, for sure, for sure. So, uh, I mean, you're probably putting him in there, I think, to get you hopefully a top 30 week. Um, definitely don't see him as a, a top RB1. Uh, or even high in RB2, but yeah, he can definitely make some plays. Uh, so I think if you have someone that's – you probably drafted him not to, to be your RB2, so you're probably going to put him in that spot. Uh, if you can have him as a flex option, that'd be great. Um, not really excited for the receivers except Kenny Galladay. Um, there is no Evan Ingram. Uh, so I'm interested to see, you know, Cardarius Tony. There's some rumblings that he might be used a lot. Uh, no Evan Ingram probably helps him out the most as far as touches. So – uh, intrigued to see his his work in this game. Can I get a line on Saquon? Like, can we do a, can we do a bet here? 
as far as touches, as far as fantasy points. No, as far like as fantasy finish. Uh, RB. So I'll give you some. I'll give you some some context. Right. In terms of expert contestants rankings, according to Fantasy Pros, he's the RB fourteen. I actually have him a little bit lower than that. RB twenty one. I'm with you more. I think the the twenty twenty to twenty five range is him. Fourteen. Okay. Can I get? Got to score a touchdown for sure. Can we set the line at twenty one and a half? I'll take the under. Oh man, I guess I yeah I gotta take that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. We can do that. But um, let's move on to this next game, which I think has some more intrigue, man. It has it has a little bit of intrigue here. Uh, the Green Bay Packers traveling to New Orleans to take on the well, actually no, take everything I said back. They're oh, yeah. not traveling to New Orleans. Yeah, we're they're actually traveling traveling to Jacksonville to take on the New Orleans Saints. Uh, due to the storm here, the the New Orleans Saints are unable to play at their home stadium. And so they actually picked Jacksonville reportedly because of Aaron Rodgers' three and four record in Florida. Wow. <laughs> Not <laughs> so, because of Florida. That's so good. And they also looked up the fact that it apparently, because Packers fans like to travel, Jacksonville would have been more expensive than all the other locations that they that they were that they that they were looking into. So the Saints really, really thought long and hard about this. This is a 50-point total. The Packers are four-and-a-half-point favorites. Greg, where are you at? With this one, I have the over. I'm taking the Packers to cover and the Packers to win um, on the Saints side. You know, I'm a famous Jameis believer. He's definitely one of my sleeper picks uh, in, the, in the offseason coming in. So I think he's a quarterback you, you can stream uh, and a player you, quarterback you can play, especially in two quarterback leagues. Um, I think he proves himself here today to start. Um, I think he relies a lot on Alvin Kamara without Michael Thomas. Alvin Kamara gets a lot of play. Uh, this opens up all the action for Alvin Kamara. He's definitely a bona fide RB1. Marcus Callaway, I think, is a upside wide receiver, too, in this one. Uh, I think he's definitely going to get targeted heavily. Uh, they're going to have to keep pace with Green Bay. I have the over in this game. Um, and the other guys, Alex Schaubman has some intrigue to me because, you know, again, who, who's really going to throw to is really Marcus Callaway. Traquan Smith and Alex Troutman. Between those, you know, Marcus Callaway is one. Traquan Smith is a boomer bust. I failed to much. mention, sorry, off the top, Traquan Smith was put on IR the other day Ooh. with a hamstring injury, so he's out. And Zadarius Smith for Green Bay is questionable at the back, but I think he'll play. Word. So, yeah, take out Traquan Smith. It's all Alex, uh, Mar- Marquis Callaway. I think that bumps him up even more. Really, Kamar and Callaway should dominate touches. And then, you know, Alex Schraubman should definitely have intrigue uh, as a tight end. If you definitely drafted him, I think you could take a shot here. Uh, and on the Green Bay side, other than Kansas City, this is probably the second easiest analysis. You know, it's Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams. Those are probably, like, the best with Kansas City, the best one, two, three in the league fantasy-wise. Uh, and then, you know, Robin Tunyon is definitely a tight end. When both intrigued and both tight ends, they, you could start with some tight end one upside. Yeah, so I like I said, this game is really interesting to me, and all the the storylines, the fact that New Orleans picked Florida because of Rogers three and four record, and the the flights and how expensive it is for the fans, and then it made me think like Sean Payton is a dog, <laughs> like like he is. 
of all of all the head coaches, like yes. I don't know how many of them. I mean, of course they all want to win, but like Sean Payton literally takes it personally. Like, oh, you don't think I could beat you at my backup? Oh, we lost Drew Brees. <laughs> like, all right, yeah, you count us out. Like, okay, we'll beat you with Teddy Bridgewater. Like, no big deal. Yeah. We'll beat you with Taysom Hill. And just remember how many games like this Sean Payton has won. And so I'm going to take the Saints to cover here. I'm going to take the Saints to win. I like uh, it. Everybody's counting them out. Everybody. So uh, I'm going to take them to win. He's got the firepower on offense. He knows what Jameis does well and can accentuate, accentuate his strengths here. So I'm into playing Jameis here as a QB2 with some QB1 upside potentially. I think it all goes through Kamara. Like you said, though, he could legit legit be the number one guy on the week here um mm-hmm. I, I like Callaway as a wide receiver too this week uh Jameis like I said can come through as a wide receiver as a quarterback too uh, I'm curious to see I'm watching Jawan Johnson I mean he's a wide receiver tight end uh he has some actually dual dual eligibility on some of the platforms but he was a wide receiver last year undrafted converted to tight end for the Saints He's been playing a lot of the third down snaps uh, in the preseason, you know, strictly working as a receiver there. So I'm curious to see what his role is like in this game. That should have a high total, um, you know, as being as someone who was, who is an Adam Troutman believer, I was going to say was, is. I also really like Jawan Johnson, so I'm curious to see how, how this plays out. So for Green Bay, give me, obviously, Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, um, Robert Tunyon has tight end one upside, obviously, because that touchdown potential. But then another guy, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Oh, man, here we go. I'm, oh, I'm, keeping, I'm keeping my eye, man. I'm keeping my eye. <laughs> See, the breakout is real. We got a contract year. So I'm just, I'm, I just want to see, man. The talent has never been the question for Marquez. The issue has been consistency and, and focus. And so mm-hmm. if he can fix that, and I know – one thing makes people focus real easy. It's that money. That's true. So That's Marquez true. Valdez Scantling, if he if there's a, ever a time to focus, it'll be this year starting this week. Who are you more excited for coming into the season? McCole or MVS? I mean, I'm not really excited for either one. I'm just intrigued. I mean, okay. if I had okay. if I had to pick a guy to be excited about, it'd probably be Miko Hardman. Because yeah. Yeah, I want that cool. offense. There's there's a there's enough volume there to 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 extract six or seven targets a week. Whereas like MVS, you're like really hoping that guy's gonna get like four or five targets and just that make one big play. Yeah, that one big play, right? So yeah, doesn't help that you play with Aaron Rodgers though, and opposite Devontae Adams. That that can't hurt. No, it doesn't. No. <laughs> All right, man, let's move on to this next game. Sunday Night Football, man. The Chicago Bears are traveling to L.A. to take on the L.A. Rams. This is a 44.5-point total. The Rams are seven-point favorites. This game takes place Sunday, 8-20. Greg, in terms of injuries here, Khalil Mack, Eddie Jackson, Darnell Mooney are all questionable, expected to play. The Rams, they're okay here. Me, on the other hand, I'm going to take the under. Gonna take the Rams to cover. Gonna take the Rams to win. For the Bears, let's just start there. Monty is a volume-based RB2. David Montgomery, volume-based RB2 here. Not expecting much. Um, I honestly would go somewhere else if I could, if I could afford it. 
depending on where you draft him, you probably can't. Allen Robinson is a volume-based wide receiver, too, in my opinion. Has a tough matchup. But last year, Jalen Ramsey didn't actually shadow. So there's an opportunity here. I mean, granted, that can always change. But he didn't shadow him last year. And Allen Robinson has an opportunity every week just through target volume to really be a, uh, a, you know, come through as a wide receiver, as a top wide receiver play. And then Cole Komet, my stream of the week here, I think he sneaks into tight end one territory, basically out out of necessity. And then make sure Justin Fields is on your bench ahead of this game. I'm calling for the Deshaun Watson-like replacement at halftime. I'm just saying. Week one. Oh, man. I'm just saying. I've been comparing the draft process, you know, basically since since before draft day. Uh, and if if it happens, stuck behind a veteran, that everyone knows you shouldn't be playing behind, and you're going up against the Rams, <laughs> it's not hard for it to look ugly at halftime. Sunday night, too. Like, yeah, they Sunday set night it up. in front of they everybody. Worried, yeah. Like, you, you're embarrassing the owner. Look, I'm just saying, <laughs> it's it's not hard to to look bad against the Rams by halftime. That's Before crazy. The Some Rams, about these uh, primetime <laughs> games, yo. The NFL is weird, man. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. For the Rams, I do like Cooper Cup. I like Robert Woods, both as wide receiver twos with wide receiver one upside. Daryl Henderson, an RB1, an RB2, sorry. Woo. Woo. I don't want to put those expectations <laughs> on him. An RB2 for me, but he does carry some risk with the presence of Sonny Michelle in the backfield. I want to see how this, how this backfield is split up. Uh, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I think you can play Tyler Higbee this week as a tight end option. Uh, the, the Bears were not very good against the tight end position last year. And first game with Matthew Stafford in a, in a game with, uh, you know, where they should be leading, run game, play action, Tyler Higbee is definitely in play. Yeah, I'm going to take the over in this game. I'm going to take the Rams to cover, though, and, and the Rams to win. This is going to be uh, a huge game. from This Ravens D-line is just going to dominate, which is why it might look ugly to first half. Which is, yeah, Rams might, the, the Rams D-line side is going to yeah dominate this game. Uh, they might get to Andy Dawn probably three or four times in the first half alone. So it's going to be it's going to be ugly. But on the Rams side, Matthew Stafford, you're playing. He's I think he's playable. This offense is going to be you know rolling pretty much to start, I think. With Robert Woods, with Cooper Cup, both uh, going to be heavily targeted. Uh, you know, the third receiver is definitely going to be interesting. Is Van Jefferson going to emerge? They did sign Deshaun Jackson. Uh, all these guys have great, great matchups, but Cooper Cup and Robert Woods are, you know, the guys to start. Um, Daryl Henderson, I think I agree with you, RB2 category. Um, and intrigued to see Sony Michelle's work. They did trade for him, so they did want him. Uh, they spent that draft capital on him. Um, so yeah, he, he's still, you know, a decent pro- young prospect from Georgia. Um, Tyler Hegby is in play. Yeah, Stafford should be he be dealing all night. So he's definitely got QB one upside. Uh, and on the bear side, really, yeah, it's just David Montgomery. He's he was one of the safest running backs twos last year. Uh, great floor. So I think you can play him as such. Uh, and Cole Komet is going to be in play uh, unless Jimmy G, you know, touchdown. I mean, touchdown votes just him uh, in in the, in the red zone. And that's why Allen Robinson, you're playing him. Low and wide receiver one, but the matchup is going to be tough. Uh, just the game flow is going to be tough, but he can get some uh, receptions in the second half if they're behind. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you on this game, man. Let's move on to the, to the final game, man. Monday Night Football. And can I just say something, man? Thank 
God for the NFL. Take getting rid of these double these double headers. Oh man. man, on the week one, yeah, week one on double header. On the week Got one double Monday header, night man. Game, going to like two a.m. in the morning, like no one's trying to do that. <laughs> Bro, like I mean, I know that we're not as fortunate as our as our West Coast uh, counterparts, but. That game, man, is a struggle. I yeah, like bro. I can't even tell you the last time I stayed awake through that whole game. She's the Raiders in it college. too, always. Like you said Raiders what? Chargers. It's always like Raiders Chargers or like yeah. Niners or something. Broncos. Yeah, we don't want we don't want to see that. Yeah, nah, yeah. bro. <laughs> but Monday night football, eight fifteen, the Baltimore Ravens traveling to Vegas to take on the Las Vegas Raiders. This is a 51-point total. The Ravens are four-and-a-half-point favorites, according to FanDuel Sportsbook. This, uh, the Ravens have suffered, obviously, some some pretty bad injuries. Yeah, that injury um, report going to be long. I don't know. If <laughs> I, I'm not even, even going to read it because there's guys <laughs> we've already talked about already out for the year and stuff. Um, but Josh Jacobs is questionable. Uh, with a toe injury for the Raiders. Richie Incognito is questionable as well. Greg, where are you at with this game, man? Yeah, so I definitely had the under, the Ravens covering, and the Ravens winning, but I'm definitely going to switch to the Raiders. I mean, sorry, the Raiders to cover the Baltimore Ravens to win the game, um, and I'm going to take the under. Uh, just this is the amount of injuries the Ravens have sustained both on both sides of the floor, I think, uh, on the field, I think the Ravens could cover, but I think the Ravens still get it done. They control the pace uh, with the run game. No matter who it is, I just know this bump for – it just helps Lamar Jackson stock more and more. Like, Lamar Jackson is just going to have to take over, which is fine. One of, like, that playoff game, that one time when they were down, like, Lamar Jackson ended up with, like, almost 200 rushing yards. Like, this is going to be one of those games where he's going to have to dominate um, in, with his legs and his arm. Uh, so I like Lamar as a bona fide top three, top five play at the quarterback position. Uh, Mark Andrews got the paper and is probably one of the few healthy pass catchers on the team. So you're starting him as a top three option, uh, top five option, sorry, at the tight end position. Uh, and Sammy Watkins, I think, is intriguing for sure against the secondary, uh, along with uh, Hollywood, sorry, Marquise Brown. You know, he's got some upside, but I want to wait and see for him. I think, uh, you know, Sammy Watkins, if you're in a desperation wide receiver play and you need someone, he's probably a good play to pick up. Uh, on the Las Vegas Raiders side, uh, not really too happy to start. I mean, Derek Carr is going to be only two quarterback, quarterback league options. Uh, you're probably playing him. Um, Josh Jacobs, if he's able to go, you're playing him as, a, I think, a high up in RB2. And, uh, yeah, the receivers... It's going to be interesting. Is a training camp legend Brian Evers going to step up? Um, Henry Ruggs, I think, is probably the most confident guy I'm into right now. Um, if you want to take a shot on Brian Evers, I'm probably in a way and see more with him. Um, but is Darren Waller all the way? Yeah, man, I'm, I'm actually going to take the over here. I'm going to take the Raiders to cover, taking Baltimore to win. I'm all in on Lamar this weekend. Uh, you know, I, I think he, like you said, I, I think you were referring to the poop game. If I'm not mistaken, against Cleveland. <laughs> oh yeah, that's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man, Lamar, he he, I think he's gonna have to just be on one this week, man. Just for the rest of this year, honestly, I I think, like I said the other day, I think they probably get forced into throwing the ball more than more than we're used to seeing him doing it. So I think Lamar uh is a top three option at the position this week. Mark Andrews, top six option. You said top five. What's the difference? Mm-hmm. Uh, 
then for me, uh, you know, the running back position, you know, Tyson Williams, he makes a ton of sense as an RB2. I'm curious to see right, how this right. backfield plays out because they did add Latavius Murray. Who they added I think, everybody. They added everybody. <laughs> but I think Latavius Murray makes an intriguing fit. Of all the backs they added, Lev Bell, Latavius Murray, Devontae Freeman, I mean, he seems like the most intriguing fit to this in this offense as a, a north-south uh, downhill runner. Uh, so I, I, I really I'm really intrigued by that fit, uh, you know, almost reminiscent of when the, when they when the uh, when they, the Ravens signed Mark Ingram that first year with Lamar uh, as a starter. So, I mean, I'm curious to see how it plays out. But Hollywood Brown. Oh, sorry. Marquise Brown has a chance to return Hollywood status here. Yes, sir. In what should be a good matchup for him. Uh, don't forget Sammy week one Watkins. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure, I guess. I don't know if I'm not I'm not will not I would not recommend anybody playing him in your season long lineups. But if you want to do it in DFS, going with the narratives, by all means. Uh, But for the Raiders, I I think that, you know, their pass offense probably has some success here. Uh, You know, the Ravens do a lot of blitzing and disguising. And when you lose a veteran in your secondary like this late in the in the week, like they did with Marcus Peters, I think that affects your communication on the back end. Uh, Darren Waller is a top three option at the position. Uh, Derek Carr, I think, is a high-end QB, sneaky high-end QB two upside. Uh, I'm curious to see how these wide receivers play out, like you were saying, um, between Henry Ruggs and, and Brian Edwards. If I had to play one of them, it would be Ruggs. Um, you know, we've seen him do it. Uh, we obviously, he's got that first-round draft capital. He was the first wide receiver taken in what's a loaded wide receiver class. Um, and I read a quote that, John Gruden would love to prove to everybody why he took Henry Ruggs yeah. with as the first wide receiver. So uh, I'm I'm be in the Ruggs this weekend as a just like a you know I'm just watching him, but I'm I'm, ben- I'm stashing him on my bench maybe ahead of this 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 um Monday night game if he's still available. But I'm st- I will stash Brian Edwards as well, and then Josh Jacobs touchdown dependent RB two. Um, but in a game that the Raven, the Raiders are supposed to lose, not really sure if I'm really into him. Um, but Greg, it's that money time, man. It's you time already for know. Starts yes, sir. Week, week one. Uh huh. Uh-huh. We hit. Yes, sir. I'm hyped. But, so let's go, man. I mean, this is a, a wonderful time, man. We we give out our quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end starts of the week for anybody that is new, has not listened to this before. Um. And it could be a guy that is either being, you know, left for dead or not or not does not um, people aren't don't want to play him or people may not have confidence. We're giving that confidence boost or it could be a guy we're calling our shot. Hey, number one guy on the week, man. So, Greg, what's up, man? Who's your uh, quarterback start of the week? Going right off the bat with your guy for the season at quarterback position. Got to go with Ryan Tannehill versus this Arizona Cardinals coming off his best season of 33 touchdowns, only seven picks. Uh, he's in store for a smash week here against his weak secondary. Arizona Cardinals, you know, got A.J. Brown, got Julio, Josh Reynolds. They're all three. These guys are in play with the matchups that they have, uh, not to mention the high-scoring game that is in play. You know, the, the game total is 52 points. That's the second highest on the week. You already know what we saw Thursday night. These defenses earlier in the season are going to struggle. They're going to be behind. So you got to lock Tannehill in for at least 300 yards and two touchdowns, maybe even a rushing touchdown, too, because you know he uses his legs. Ryan Tannehill is going to eat in this matchup. 
top five calling it right now. Let's go. Oh, I love that, man. Love me some Ryan Tannehill. Um, my quarterback start of the week, man, is going to be Jalen Hurts going up against Atlanta. We know that he's a threat on the ground with his legs, but he's also a threat this week through the air. And we've seen Hurts in these high over-under games. This game has a total of 47 and a half. Greg, you and I both took the over here. So I think he's really going to come through as a passer, having to put up points. And we, we know when he gets in these hero ball situations, that's when we get these blow-up yes, explosion, yes, blow explosion games. I think he's in for a big game here. He's my, my breakout quarterback on the year. And that starts on Sunday as a top seven option this week at the position. Yeah, you gotta love that pick there. Jalen Hurts, you know, I have him in about like three leagues. So yeah, it's that's just music to my ears right there. About the hurt so good, man. Yes, sir. Greg, your running back start of the week, brother. What you got, man? So we were talking about him last episode a little bit. You know, he's up and down, unpopular to some people, but I I love Joe Mixon. I'm going with Joe Mixon against Minnesota. Man, in six games last season, this man averaged twenty three touches per game. That's insane value. First of all, there's no more Gio Bernard on the roster as well. He's in a great matchup versus the Vikings, who gave up the six most rushing yards in the league last season, about 134 rushing yards a game. Uh, he's in another high total game. The pace favors Joe Mixon no matter what, uh, if they're down or above, because, he, you know, he gets over four targets a game, too, last year. This man, Joe Mixon, trust the volume, trust the process. Yeah, it's, it's, it's here, yo. Joe Burrow, they're all healthy. Start up Joe Mixon, man. Run back start of the week. Ah, oh, man, I love it, man. Joe Mixon. Polarizing, most polarizing player of fantasy, <laughs> uh, but I, he's going to get it done this week, man. Have a ton of confidence in that one. My running back start of the week, I'm going with Najee Harris, man. Uh, you know, I, like I told you, Greg, off air, I wanted to go J.K. Dobbins. Then he tore his ACL. I, I, was, gonna, I was like, all right, I'll just go Gus Edwards. But then he tore his ACL, and it's like, all right, I can't go Tyson Williams. Can't really put the rep on you like that, Tyson. But Najee, I'll put the rep on you, bro. Going up against Buffalo. We're going with another breakout player here for me with the Steelers rookie. Buffalo gave up 24 PPR points per game to the running back position. Uh, they were That was the 13th highest total in the league. I think he'll be given every opportunity here to show the Steelers made the right choice, selecting him with a first-round pick. I definitely think he finishes as an RB1 this week and is someone who needs to be in your lineup. Yes, man. You need to bring the Steelers back to the Steelers that we all know, running that football, first, second down, doing what they got to do. You know, you, you saw Big Ben, man. He's got ice packs, knee packs, everything, arm packs. Yo, let that man ease out. Let him hand off real quick. So, yeah, I like that for sure. Yeah, man. Greg, your <laughs> wide receiver start of the week, bro. What do you got? Going with Cooper Cup versus the Bears. Uh, for You know, talk about a, a money spot, green spot here for this matchup, uh, Cooper Cup in the slot. There's no one that's going to cover him. Matthew Stafford is going to target him heavy. I think he's going to have great connection with Woods and, and Cooper Cup leaning on them a lot in this offense. Uh, and it starts early. Uh, very bad Bears secondary. Um, yeah, he's going to be there for wherever he needs. Uh, short, intermediate, uh, long-range targets for Matt Stafford. Cooper Cup is the guy. Start him up. Oh, man, I love this one, man. You know, I love me some Cooper Cup. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, man, I'm all over this. Yeah. All right, my wide receiver start of the week, man. So I really, really wanted to go Calvin Ridley here, but, you know, that's just too easy. That's, but, that's a layup. Yeah, that's a layup. That's a layup. Yeah. Watch out for a top two week from him. Then I really wanted to go with Justin Jefferson, 
But that's too easy. Ooh, that's to, a layup too. Oh, that's a layup. So I was like, so but be on the lookout for a top two week from him as well. Yeah, true, true, true. Then I started looking at this Jets Panthers game, and, and I was like, oh, you know, this Robbie Anderson revenge game. But then I was like, ah, oh, DJ Moore. But I'm going with a New York Jet wide receiver hand. Give me Corey Davis, man. Jameson Crowder's been ruled out with COVID. I think Davis sees double-digit targets here. He should be fed, and I think this game has some back-and-forth nature to it, leading to a big game here for Davis. I'm calling my shot for the wide wide receiver one week, a wide receiver one week here from Corey Davis. I definitely like that coming up a career year for him. Yeah, he's, you know, got to establish stuff as the dog. It was Zach Wilson uh, as the number one receiver on the team. So let's go. I like that. (laughs) Greg, your tight end start of the week, bro. What do you got, man? Talking about injuries that's going to affect people. I'm going to go with Logan Thomas versus the Chargers, man. You know, I definitely start him up as the tight end start of the week. He gets a top five week here. No Curtis Samuel for at least three weeks. Uh, He's on IR with that groin injury. So look for Ryan Fitzpatrick to just lean on. Scary Terry and Logan Thomas even more down the field. Fitzpatrick surprisingly, you know, led all QBs and completion percentage on those deep passes last season. Uh, that still passes over 20 yards, so he can he can get it to those guys. I think Logan Thomas gets in the end zone. He got 6.8 targets last season, so that's a really good number. That should right off the gate, you should get that number if not even more, uh, and be one of the best pass catchers on the team on Washington, which you're gonna probably go to more. Ag is gonna get the reception, but I think Logan Thomas benefits a lot from this Curtis Samuel injury. Start him up. Yes, sir, man. All right, man. My tight end start of the week. Three out of four here are, are going to be breakout players for me. That's Kyle Pitts, man. Yeah, I want, that, that one's pick him too. Yeah, that, definitely. The, it the seems like here. a layup, but nah, it, nah, he's nah, a rookie, nah. so it can't be a layup, right? Yeah, word, word. Yeah. So I think the coming out party, is it, comes, it happens early this week against Philly. He should pay dividends to those that paid the tight end for a price tag for the rookie tight end, and I'm expecting immediate returns starting this week, man. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. They disrespected him, and we have a league where we have Kyle Pitts in NFL Fantasy. I think they got him projected for like four points. Some ridiculous, man. So they did disrespect him. Kyle Pitts is going to go crazy this week. Yeah, man. Hey, NFL Fantasy, if you need if you need somebody else to provide your projections yes, sir. for He's you. He's right here. We got you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. But – Hey, man, Greg, it's time for everyone's favorite game, except for probably mine because I'm a sore loser. Uh, I like I hate to lose more than I like to win. That's a fact. So let's discuss the rules on get money. Uh, It is a head to head fan duel contest between Greg and myself where Mm -hmm. we are drafting players in fan duel, but we're drafting them here on the show. And we cannot have the same players in our lineups. So it makes it for an interesting, uh, very interesting game. And we are playing just the main slate here. So uh, we will not have Sunday night football. We will not have Monday night football available to us. Unfortunately, I can't get my my wide receiver start of the week, Cooper Cup, in there. But it's all good. It's all good. Oh, no, it's all good, Greg. (laughs) But, Greg... It is uh, your – I will give you the first pick here. So you are odds. I will be evens. We got to remember this. Yep, we got the video footage now too. You know, we can't forget you. <laughs> so, Greg, man, who's your first pick, bro? Glad I got the first pick. So I'm going I'm to go heavy early. Got to go with the boom early. I'm going to take Alvin Kamara at 8,600 
put him in my flex spot. I don't know why it's like that. I just haven't formulated like that right now. But Alvin Kamara, 8,600 against the Green Bay Packers. Let's go. All right, man. Well, uh, I'm going to go with Christian McCaffrey, 10-4, mm-hmm. going mm-hmm. up against the New York Jets. If I can't get the number one guy on the week, I might as well get the number two guy. I like it. I like it. Um, then I'm going to go with possibly your number one guy, Calvin Ridley. I'm going to go 8,100 at the receiver position as my wide receiver one in that Philly-Atlanta game. Should be a lot of points. Hey, I like that one. Um, I'm actually going to go for my wide receiver. I'm going to try to get this game stack in early. And I know, you know, you have some snake tendencies here, Greg. I've been snaked by you before. So I'm just going to go Corey Davis nice and early. Okay. okay. Um, I'm going to go get AG in there. Antonio Gibson uh, is my RB1. Uh, seven thousand. What a, a great price! First of all, for AG, uh, the breakout season continues. All the breakout continues. I'm gonna put him in there. Slide him in. Nice man. Nice. I'm gonna go with my quarterback start of the week here. Jalen Hurts, seventy six hundred. Uh, try to fill this quarterback spot. Yeah, I'm gonna just fill on my third running back, uh, Joe Mixon. He's gonna be my RB two. I got Kamara on the flex, and Antonio Gibson is my other RB. I'm gonna go with Joe Mixon, seventy two hundred. Uh, slot him in there. Word. I'm going to go tight end Kyle Pitts, $6,000. Like that. Hope I can leverage some of your Calvin Ridley there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm going to go Tyler Boyd as my second receiver, 5,900 on FanDuel. Uh, going to be that guy, I think, leads the team in targets. You know, over live, but we... we Talk about Higgins, we talk about Jamar Chase, all this, but yeah, Tyler Boyd's that steady, consistent points that I need. Yes, sir. I'm gonna go with Raheem Mostert as my second running back. Sixty one hundred in a smash spot against Detroit. Uh gimme give gimme give Mostert, man. Yeah. Uh at quarterback, I'm gonna go Ryan Tannehill, my quarterback start of the week. Uh you already got yours, seventy seven hundred. Uh so yeah, I'm sliding him in there. Word for my third wide or my second wide receiver. I don't think I announced my first one yet. I'm going to go Rondell Moore, 4,900, going up against Tennessee. So I'm going to leverage some of your uh, Ryan Tannehill. Oh, what a great play. If I knew that, I would have slid him in there at 4,900. I know you would have. That's why I did it because I knew you were going to find him eventually. Yeah. Oh, man, that's rough. I mean, I had as my third receiver – Diami Brown from the uh, Washington football team, 4,700. So I'm going to slide him in there as my third receiver. No Curtis Samuel. I think Fitzpatrick gets some targets to him. I need some a cheap play right here, so that's going to be mine. Yours is way better, though. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, For my flex spot here, I'm going to go Najee Harris, 6,500. My running back start of the week going up against Buffalo. Word, word. And at my tight end position, I'm going to take Logan Thomas, my tight end start of the week, at 5,600. Uh, so I got the a lot of Washington in this, uh, that Washington-LA Chargers game. Got some belief in them. I'm going with my third wide receiver here, going Justin Jefferson, 8K. I like that, for sure. The juice is being brought. And for the defense, I got some money, so I'm taking the number one defense in the week as far as price, 49ers. Against Detroit, 5,000. Yeah, for my defense, I'm going with the Denver Broncos for 4,100. 
I still got six hundred dollars left. Yeah, where I still have two hundred dollars left. That would have been perfect to get that forty nine hundred Rondell Moore, which would have made my lineup perfect. I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely put some other lineups in with that though. Slide on Rondell Moore and play those for some cash. All right, Greg. So why don't you read the lineup? Why don't you read your lineup off to the to the people real quick? Uh, so I got Ryan Tannehill at my quarterback position at seventy seven hundred. Joe Mixon as my RB1, 7,200. Antonio Gibson at 7,000 as my RB2. Got Calvin Ridley at 8,100 as my wide receiver one. Diami Brown at 4,700, my wide receiver two. My wide receiver three, I have Tyler Boyd at 5,900. Logan Thomas, 5,600 as my tight end. Alvin Kamar at the Juice at 8,600 at my flex. And then the 49ers against Detroit at 5,000 on my defense. Nice, nice. Um, quarterback, I got Jalen Hurt, 7,600. Running back, I've got Christian McCaffrey, 10-4. Uh, my second running back, I've got Raheem Mostert, 6,100. At wide receiver, I've got Corey Davis, who's my start of the week, 5,800. Rondell Moore, who is my, if you listen to me on the now off off the grid, gridiron rating show, he he's my flex of the week, but Rondell Moore, 4,900. Justin Jefferson, my third wide receiver, $8,000. Kyle Pitts, my tight end start of the week, 6K. Najee Harris, my running back start of the week, in my flex at 6,500. And Denver Broncos defense, 4,100. Love it. Yeah, man. Um, definitely going to be playing that in some paid contests because I'm, I'm in love with that lineup. Um, but ladies and gentlemen, we are here. We've made it. It's week one. So next thing you know, it'll be week 18 and we'll be gone. So enjoy <laughs> it. So don't stay glued to your phones this week, your phones, your computers, watching your scores. Every time someone on your team catches a pass or runs for three yards, just watch the games. Enjoy time with family. Stop stressing over your fantasy, your fantasy matchups. You've already done the work by setting the lineup, listening to us, doing your research. So just have fun. Enjoy it. Don't stress it. No yeah, sense I in- totally agree with that. That's a, <laughs> I've definitely come to be less stressful. When I was watching the Thursday night game, I was just like, all right, yeah, just watching it. Didn't check the score till half half time, you know, and just you you know the players you have. So in your yeah. mind, yeah, you, you know, you memorize all your rosters. <laughs> just like just enjoy it, man. I yeah, promise yeah. you'll have so much more fun. It'll be less stressful. If you just watch the games and have fun. Plus, how are you going to know who's doing what if you're not watching? You're just glued to your phone the whole time. So yeah, sure. yeah. <laughs> watch the games. But good luck this week, everyone. Enjoy the games. And we'll be back next week to recap all of it. Everyone, enjoy it. We are out of here. We are. Peace.